Welcome to the World Missionary Press podcast. This podcast features special guests, exciting testimonies, evangelistic strategies, and updates from around the world. For more information about World Missionary Press, check out our website at wmpress.org. Hi, everyone. It's Joe Chadburn, the Ambassador Network Director here at World Missionary Press. I'm with my friend, Dr. Grace Taravinga from Zimbabwe. Welcome, Grace. Thank you, sir. Yeah, so it was such a joy to meet you in Ethiopia, to get to spend some time with you. My wife adores you. We just had some great conversation. So thank you for your friendship, first and foremost. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the whole World Missionary team. Uh, Miss Helen, Miss Beth, Keith, um, yeah, Alan. It's it's wonderful. I do appreciate your friendship as well. Amen. And everything that you do for us. Well, thank you so much because what you do is extra special. I, I, I say this all the time, but it's just paper, ink, staples. And it would be monotony if we didn't have precious people uh, receiving this literature and knowing that they are being good stewards of it and sharing it with people. And folks are getting to know our precious uh, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, through you know, ministries like, like yours uh, that carry the gospel. So thank you so very much for that. Um, if you would, if you'd like to talk about what it is that, uh, a little bit about uh, EHC, uh, Zimbabwe, how are you using our materials? If you have some testimonies, whatever you'd like to share right now, just want to kind of open the mic to you and hear what you have to say. Okay, well, thank you very much. EHC Zimbabwe, we um, entrusted with the Every Home for Christ, uh, vision and mission and the vision for every home for Christ in general is that every person on earth would receive a genuine opportunity to respond to the truth and the love of Jesus. And when I took time uh, to think about that vision and also to evaluate what ministers, in particular evangelists or Christians who shared their faith, um, it was really an indictment to me because I then realized that oftentimes people don't really give people a genuine opportunity to respond to the truth and love of Jesus. Sometimes people are in a rush to close a sale because they just want a person to say the sinner's prayer, yet they don't really understand uh, in depth what the Lord Jesus has done for us, his love for us, and what he went through at the cross in order for uh, to buy us back. And so, taking that into consideration and taking time to really understand the value of a soul in the Lord's eyes um, and then wanting to give each person a genuine opportunity, I begin to realize that when you really go the extra mile to give each person a genuine opportunity, and that genuine opportunity may entail you walking the path of discipling them to make a decision for Christ. Mm-hmm. I realize that a lot of people now 
are responding positively to the truth and love of Jesus simply because mm. you've given them a genuine opportunity. And part of giving the genuine opportunity is encouraging people to read literature mm -hmm. that helps to underscore and sometimes to provide the discipling or the truth mm -hmm. that oftentimes does not come or is not readily available in a maybe say 30 minute uh, gospel sharing, for instance. Mm -hmm. And so I'm finding that using the literature and also uh, embarking on maybe what you would call a, a discipleship process where you, you almost feel like evangelism is getting a new reformation because you really want people to understand first uh, and appreciate that God loves them and understand that love as uh, revealed in scripture mm -hmm. through the different tracts that begin to address those issues and then people make an informed decision mm -hmm. And when they make an informed decision for Christ, it means at the end of the day, you are having solid believers, mm -hmm. which for me is a big issue because when you look at Africa, fastest growing Christianity on the globe, mm -hmm. uh, more than 800 million Christians, and yet when you look at what is happening on the ground, the corruption, the tribalism, the poverty, the, the, the economic underperformance of mm -hmm. uh, the economic failure, all those issues, it behooves you to begin to ask the question, uh, why is it that in church history, wherever the Bible, wherever the gospel went, there was commensurate transformation why isn't it happening in africa and i think it then makes you realize that part of our challenge is that uh we may have uh in a desire to see people come to the lord may have circumvented some very important steps mm -hmm. and it's beginning to to hurt us you know, I like so, I like what you're saying. I'm not not meaning to cut you off there. I just want to further the discussion here because this is really, really yes. this is really, really good. And I see what you're I see more you're functioning from a, a biblical and relational paradigm here. Um, mm -hmm. Some people, it takes time to get into a relationship. Uh, my wife didn't first receive me and just <laughs> just fall in love when she first <laughs> met me. She had to kind of get to know me before there was a commitment. Mm. And you're talking about mm. a friendship. And I see that even in the book of Acts, they opened up their homes and they they loved people. And it wasn't so much about be, being so quick to make a decision as it was is, hey, we love you. You're, there's a place for you at the table in the family of God and in our family. And then as we get to know you and you get to know this Jesus we're talking about, that, that you were talking about discipleship somewhat, them learning a little bit before they uh, they make that quick decision. Yes. And uh, and so 
So I like what you're saying. And I think uh, that really needs to be a part of the conversation because people, not everyone just receives real quickly. Okay. That, that they just don't. It's um, true. And you're pressing them to make this uh, this split second decision. And that and not that it's not important. Of course, it's important to receive Jesus. But I think what you're saying is we need to befriend people and and be there for them that regardless, they know that we love them. And if they don't make a decision, if they make a decision instantaneously, that's great. If it's five hours away, if it's five days, five months, five years, however long, when they know that you that you love them and there's a community there for them, there's a place at the table. It's that's on earth as it is in heaven. You know, you're welcome, you're included, but but you, you need to participate. And uh, but you you're awaiting that person's participation. And I, I think that's what I hear you saying. And I love that. And people really need to take that approach. And so I think what you're saying is is just really important. Uh, didn't mean to. Uh, to super interrupt there, but I, what you what you're saying really resonates with me, and I think people need to hear this. So yeah, take it from there. Yes. So you know, you know, like you're saying, one of the major challenges that I am finding, and I'm thinking that we need to be able to correct, is the issue of fear, uh, for lack of a better word, fear evangelism. Mm-hmm. where people are terrified into making a commitment to Jesus. So it's not really responding to the love of Jesus. It's not responding to the truth of Jesus mm-hmm. because the evangelist quickly says, you know, hell is real and the fire is hot. You need to make a commitment and ask this person, if you were to die today, where would you go? And whilst that's important, but I think we want to be able to get um, the, to me, the most important thing is that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that Jesus so loved us that he was willing to go to the cross and endure the cross, the pain of it, the shame of it, uh, because it's a measure of his immense love for us. And so we should then reciprocate or respond to that love. It's a love response. Mm -hmm. And then that furnishes a growing relationship, which then brings me to the place where I turn away from everything because I love him. I want to please him. I want to honor him. I want to bring him glory. So I'm not going to do this. And then I embrace kingdom values. His values become my values. And I want to be conformed to his image and to his likeness so that at the end of the day, Christianity is not just, uh, you know, like, like an engagement at an immigration office where I get a visa to go to heaven, but it is the beginning of a transformational journey where I am beginning to conform day in, day out into the image and to the likeness of the Lord Jesus Christ and Mm. nothing else. Yes. You know, that's like, that becomes like, 
my driver, my inspiration, the, the, the model and the measure. I don't want to yeah. be anything less. I want daily to conform to his image and the, in his likeness. And as I do that, I'm returning to the garden where we are beginning to feel the world with people, one person at a time, who are made in the image and in the likeness of God. Mm. And uh, I begin to love as he loves because he loved me first. Not just love him, but love my neighbor as I love myself. And, and then it, it goes back to your John 15, where our master said that they will know that you are Christians. They will know that you are my people by your love. Mm -hmm. And so because of that love, I am obeying uh, his commands. So obedience becomes my greatest value. Humility becomes my greatest virtue as I am pursuing his likeness. And I think oftentimes for me, that's what's often lacking in our everyday African Christianity. And if we can facilitate that, where you then see, because I so love him and I value what he values as a Christian, I will also go and share the truth and love of Jesus with others. We have believers who've never shared their faith, who will sit and mock at the people who, their relatives who don't have a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't realize that we have a calling, we have a mandate, we have an assignment. It's an imperative. Mm -hmm. It's not a suggestion to yeah. share the truth and love of Jesus with others and to help them to come to the place where they obey everything that he has commanded us. You know, I, I, I think, and, and uh, this is very interesting because I'm sort of persuaded here that what you're talking about isn't an African phenomenon or an Eastern phenomenon, but it's a Western phenomenon. It's a Western construct mm -hmm. to want to have a formula for everything, to check a box, for <laughs> everything to be systematic instead of relational, you know? And, mm -hmm. uh, and I think a lot of that has, has it's um, unfortunately come to much of Africa, <laughs> sub-Saharan Africa, at least um, through the West and through, uh, you know, through through different things and, and different programs. And even what we've been taught here, but what you're talking about is relational because people from the East, mm -hmm. they read themselves into the Bible. They, they see themselves in the story. And I find the Africans do a much better job of that. Um, Americans, a lot of times, and Brits and people from the West, they see everything doctrinally. Everything has its own little box and you check it. And this is this is how you come to, uh, you know, to know God. And uh, and it's relational. It is relational. And, and I see that. And I believe Jesus is uh, is magnetic. And, and through the relation through us as his body, um, we've got to show that it can't be. Well, you didn't make a decision or here. Here's some quick information. Uh, make a decision on the spot. You know, um, that that's not it. You need to know that person. There needs to be a living witness or representation of uh, the Christ, the anointed one and his anointing functioning through us. So, yeah, I man, I love that. This is I don't hear that a lot, but that really resonates with me, my friend, Dr. Grace. I, I like that. That's that's good stuff right there. Thank you.
Billions have yet to receive the gospel, but you can make a huge difference by serving with World Missionary Press as a spare-time, part-time, or full-time volunteer ambassador from your own hometown. For more information, check out our ambassador website at wmpambassadors.org. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell a friend. Our president, Harold Mack, and the entire staff at World Missionary Press deeply appreciate your love, prayers, and support. Thanks for listening. Have a blessed day.